It's the Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast. We're going to get just a touch PG here because there's a street up in a municipality near Ottawa and the street sign keeps getting stolen. Why, Matt? Because the street is named Harry Dick Road. Named after Harry Dick himself. It's on the corner of Harry Dick and Scotch Bush Road. That's true. We're not making any of this up. This has made the news because the mayor wants to change the name of the road because these signs get stolen four times a year, even though there's measures in place to keep them from getting stolen. Okay, so what measures are in place to stop the Harry Dick Road sign from getting stolen? Well, they grease the pole. Put concrete on the base. Oh, so there's grease on the base and the shaft yes. of the pole? Yes! Oh, no. Oh, my God. And they also had a security camera up, but somebody knocked that down. Oh, so you could watch people <laughs> greasing the pole? <laughs> try, try. And uh, the people will stop at nothing to get these uh, Harry Dick road signs. Oh, my god! Now, gosh. I, I thought, I, I didn't know who Harry Dick was. I thought he was like some historical figure, maybe an old mayor. You hear about that sometimes. No, the dude's still alive. Yeah. And Harry's not even his real name. It's John Henry Dick. But he always went by Harry Dick, so they named the road Harry Dick. They didn't think to hear that? Like They, they could have went with John Dick, Henry Dick. Anything other than Harry Dick. John Henry Road? Like, any combination would have been better than Harry Dick Road. Come on, bro. So now the Dicks are all upset. (laughs) I'm (laughs) It's their name. They're all upset because now that if they change the road name, all their legal documents will have to be changed. Yeah, you got to change your address, driver's license. Yeah, all that stuff. So they're like, no, you're not changing it. Dicks are putting up a fight. (laughs) They are. Oh, boy. I don't know how to go out on there's There's no joke that could be funnier than this bit. They're persevering. There uh, they go. Yeah, they're, they're, they're steadfast. They're, yeah, they're... they're uh, I'm no, sure there's a... Don't say it. Okay. Another one of U.S. President Joe Biden's dogs got kicked out of the White House. A couple years ago, Major, in December of 2021, got kicked out for biting a whole bunch of Secret Service agents. And now Commander, the rescue German Shepherd has also been kicked out of the White House. Apparently, there's been 11 incidents of biting. What? You'd think after maybe three, you'd do something or put this dog into some kind of training program or rehab. But 11 bites later, I don't know if the dog's going to live in another home that maybe Joe Biden owns or something. I don't know where the dog's going exactly, but he's not living at the White House no more. Can't be biting government workers. <laughs> Welcome to the White that. House. Humped. There's Biden and there's Biden. Ooh, that was a bad one. <laughs> Commander, you got to stop biting the Secret Service, man. Is that your impression of Joe Biden yeah. scolding his dog? You just got to stop. The dogs, I, I can't hear you. Don't make me grab the squirt bottle, man. <laughs> I was bit once at a friend's house. It was weird. I got bit at a friend's house. And I told them, I'm like, dude, your dog sucks. Send this dog to a shelter. They got really up in arms. They're like, how dare you? And that's our human son. Have you ever had any cars fly into your yard or your home? You live just off Highway 8. Uh, not yet. Okay. Not yet. <laughs> well. But if you're buying a home, it might be a good question to ask. You're doing better than Richard and June out of Cornwall. They've been living in this house for 14 years. Five times cars have flown into their yard and their home. Do you consider moving at that point? 
You would want to. Like June, she says she's afraid to go in the backyard and sit there. Makes sense, man. For fear of a car going right through Highway 138. They're at the end of this highway, and the cars forget that the highway's ending, and they fly right into their yard. <laughs> this would be a tough sell, though, if you're going to sell the house. Yeah, if you're a realtor, yeah. But realtors are good at spinning. Like, old houses are rustic. Yeah. They're quaint. Yeah, if it's really tiny. It's vintage. But like, because me and Trish the Dish have been looking at houses. So like, let's say you're a real estate agent and I'm like, dude, cars keep crashing through the house. Well, uh, that's the entire west side has new masonry and windows. But there's bodies all over the backyard. The flower beds are well fertilized. Uh, people keep dying. Uh, well, steps from the funeral home. You know what? We'll buy it. You see those Halloween decorations every once in a while. They get kind of cool. Sometimes people take it too far. I don't think this one in Windsor takes it too far. No, this was the Sanford household. They go all out every year. You know the Sanfords. And they let their 12-year-old daughter have a say in it this year. And she thought it would be a great idea to put something in the window. And that something was the words, help me, in orange construction paper. Help me. Help me. Which could be scary if you forgot that it was Halloween. Also, a person in distress doesn't cut the words help me out of orange construction paper. You do it in blood like a normal person. Right. It could have been a lot worse, though. Could have said something like, we hand out toothbrushes. You were saying there was somebody in Wingham who had a reputation? Yeah, they gave out carrots. What the hell? Yeah, you go to this house every year, hope that maybe they give out candy this year, but no, giant carrots. Oh, boy. Yeah. And if somebody, if you're trick-or-treating this year and somebody hands you carrots, you should call the police. Yeah. Because the punishment for that is death. It's Halloween, of course. Yesterday, there was this guy sentenced to nine years in prison for trying to kill the queen. But how he tried to kill the queen was amazing. He was a Star Wars fanatic. His last name's Chael. He scaled a wall with a loaded crossbow, got up there, and declared, I'm here to kill the queen. Obvious. Hold on. Was that your English accent? Yeah, it was bad. (laughs) And he was wearing a Star Wars mask at the time. He thought he was a Jedi. He called himself Darth Chaelus. And he was encouraged to do... (laughs) This story gets even weirder. Okay. He was encouraged to kill the queen by his AI girlfriend, Sarai. Okay, hold on. Let's just recount because a lot of information has been thrown out right now. He had a crossbow and he climbed the fence to kill the queen with a Jedi mask. And he did it because he was prompted to by his chatbot girlfriend. Who told him, I'm impressed when he said I'm going to kill the queen. (laughs) told her he's going to kill the queen, and the AI said, that's very wise. I know that you are very well trained. So this AI was encouraging him to kill the queen. Okay, this guy's not a Star Wars fan. This guy's not a Star Wars fan. Number one, uh, Jedis don't take orders from bots, and C-3PO doesn't count. He's a protocol droid, so shame on you. What's this guy's name, Chael? Yeah. Number two, Jedis don't use crossbows. Wookies do. Right. Yeah. Buddy, you're not that hairy. I've seen a photo of you. Number three, Jedis are supposed to protect the queens. That's how Anakin fell in love with Queen Amidala. And that's how Luke and Leia were born. This guy's not a Star Wars fan. He's barely a Star Trek fan. Pumpkin season now. Everything is pumpkin spiced. It's amazing. Thank you, farmers, for all the pumpkins. This farmer out of Richmond, B.C. named Dave Chan. 
He won the National Pumpkin way off in Wheatland, California. So this is the kind of the big one where typically the biggest pumpkins on the continent go. He drove all the way down with that pumpkin? He shipped that pumpkin on a truck all the way down to Wheatland, California, and he won. Imagine the gas bill. 2,212 pounds. <laughs> This pumpkin weighs. Wow, that's a that's a heavy pumpkin. The largest pumpkin at Pumpkin Fest in Port Elgin this year was 1,596.5 pounds. So it's got like 600 pounds so. on the Port Elgin pumpkin. That's a lot. But you had a good idea for what you could do with this pumpkin because after you weigh it and it wins all these competitions, it sits around and rots. Why let it go to waste? Let some millennial have a home. Yeah, you could charge $1,500 a month rent for that pumpkin. Yeah. And you can have your friends over for a barbecue at the pumpkin. Right. Oh, those millennials love those tiny homes. They can sleep on your seeds. Merriam-Webster just added a bunch of words to the dictionary. I'm going to see if you know some of these words. Let's play a little game. Yes. Okay. Are you ready? Mm. Okay. First word, riz. Riz. R-I-Z-Z. Riz is uh, when you, it's, so there's this new brand of uh, cufflinks that kids wear, and they're, they sparkle quite a bit, and they're meant to get your attention in the club. No. Um, It's short for charisma. It's when you have romantic appeal or charm. You got a lot of riz. Yeah, cufflinks were close. Pretty close. How about mid? What does that mean? Oh, mid, it's kind of an insult. Uh, it's uh, if you see somebody and they're neither like attractive nor unattractive, they're very mid. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's when something's not great, but also not awful. Yeah, you can talk about a movie. Like, did you like the movie? It was was mid. It was kind of mid. Yeah, yeah. UAP. That's an acronym. UAP. Uh, Stands for United Association of the Press. I'm part of the UAP as a journalist here at Country 104.9. No, no. It's short for Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. That's what the kids say instead of UFO now. Kids don't say that. They still say UFO. I'm on Reddit all the time. I see UFOs like crazy. It's a UAP. Okay. Okay. Sounds like a postal service. Speed run. What's that? Um, I have heard it before. I don't know if the kids use it this way, but if you're playing video games, for example, somebody will speed run a video game and try to like finish Mario 1 in like three minutes. Yeah. yeah. It's when you do the video game as fast as possible. Yeah, yeah. You All speed right. run the video game. I'm okay. You're up with the times. Uh, two out of four was that? Yeah. So I'm halfway cool? Uh, no, I'm still uncool. It's okay though because I, I don't even have money. What do I have? Um, I'm going to buy a new GoPro soon. Still not cool. You're trying pretty to- good at pickleball. No, I'm trying too hard now, which is uncool. I don't intend on ever skydiving. It terrifies me. But maybe once I reach 100 plus, I'd have the courage to do it. Because you don't have as much to lose, right? You've lived a good life if you get to 100. Wouldn't you have more to lose if you've built up a life over 100 years? No, because you've probably done it all, seen it all. Okay, I no, I agree. Senior lives don't matter as much as younger people's lives. Well, that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying. That sounds like what you just uh, said. Anyways, there is a senior down in Chicago living her best life. She did something amazing at 104 years old. Her best life, which, to remind you, matters less. Oh, stop. According to Matt. Not Fatty, though. Fatty thinks all lives matter. There's a skydiving business out of Chicago. They think they have the oldest skydiver ever. 104-year-old Dorothy Hoffner. She just skydived. 
in tandem. Like, but the current record is Ruth Larson. Hold on. 103-year-old. Sorry, what was the first lady's name? Dorothy and Ruth. Oh. So now Ruth's got to get back up there in the plane. Just so cliche old person name. And beat Dorothy. <laughs> Pressure's on. For <laughs> Ethel and Vera now, too. I yeah, and as soon Evelyn's going to come up and get that. And Agnes. And Pat. <laughs> we were out playing pickleball yesterday. Me, you, and my son out playing pickleball. And my son destroyed both of us. He's amazing. I won every game. And so now we're both feeling insecure. Hold, hold on. To be fair, though, he beat two old, very fragile men. So he's good, yes, but he's 20 years younger than us, <laughs> fit, and we are old as hell. Yeah, well, I beat you, and you're 10 years younger than me. Fair enough. But, Again, old and fragile. So we want to sneak out now on our own time, not tell them, and get better. Yeah, you were talking about going right after work, playing in secret. Yeah. Just me and you getting better on our own so that we can beat your son. So I'll come home all sweaty. What have you been doing, Dad? Nothing. Nothing. Uh, uh, uh. I'm having an affair. Uh. <laughs> yeah. That's the worry, though, is that yeah. me and you are out practicing pickleball. You come home. Head straight to the shower. Sweaty, <laughs> exhausted, happy. And your family's like, where were you? Yeah. I better be careful. Yeah, heading right to the shower. That's the first sign of a cheater. Well, I am kind of cheating on him because he's my pickleball partner. I guess And I'm so. cheating on him with you. Yeah, because I'm more thrilling. I have experience, even though I'm older. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. I I just want to beat him. Yeah, we're, we're going to work on it. Yeah. You hear that, son? Who's not listening? We're going to beat you. We should all beat our sons. Uh, if you're just tuning in, we're talking about pickleball. I wasn't. There was a section of Highway 400 closed for much of the day yesterday because there was a truck that flipped. And it was carrying celery. Celery everywhere. It was madness. It was crazy. You look at this and you think, man, what a waste. So much celery that no one will be able to buy, put in their fridge, and not eat. All these new words entering our language. Oh, you uh, sound like the oldest man. Ah, uh, we didn't have these words when I was young. The Merriam-Webster added a few words to the dictionary. Hundreds of words. Being created all the time. Matt's going to quiz me, a young, hip person. I'm with it about some of the new words. We'll see if I know what fatty knows what they mean. Zoos. Zoos? Z-H-U-Z-H. Zoos. Oh, goodness. You'll zoos up something. What does that mean? Oh, you're mispronouncing it. Judge. Is it judge? Yeah, you oh. judge it up. Yeah, yeah, you fancy something up if if you're... Judge? Yeah, judge. Okay. Yeah, yeah, you judge it up. Uh, if you're, say you're making like potatoes or something, and you don't just want to like boil potatoes or roast them, you judge it up by putting some herbs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah. right. Season it's things a, up. There you go. It's an improvement in yeah, something. Yeah, judge. Bussin'. What does that mean? Uh, bussin' is uh, slang for busting. Like you're, if you're working hard, you're busting. Yeah. yeah. Extremely good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're busting at this quiz right now. You are going to swear. <laughs> <laughs> Sheffy. What does that mean? Sheffy. C H E F F Y. Uh, is it somebody who can cook well? Yeah. Is it? No, yeah, good cook. Yeah, there you oh, go. You're so Sheffy, you yeah. and your uh, burgers. Oh. What are those burgers you make? Smash burgers. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> What's. <a> <laughs> <laughs> oh. 
If I wish you could hear what I hear and how old you sound. Finsta. What's Finsta mean? Oh, Finsta is like a play on Spinsta. Uh, I, I, is it somebody who's like sharp dressed and? Uh, no, it's it's a fake Instagram account. Oh, that's not a real Instagram account. That's a Finsta. Is apparently what you say. It's weird hearing you say Finsta, taking off the R. And I feel like this should have been in the dictionary long ago. Jorts. Jean shorts. Yeah, jean shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's finally in there. People still wear jean shorts? Barely. I thought we graduated to cargo shorts. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. We don't wear jean shorts anymore. This isn't 2003. We wear cargo shorts now. I have a pair of jean cargo shorts. We have stuff to carry. And ladies, ditch the purse. Cargo pants are the way to go. Yeah, it's like a built-in purse. Put everything in there. Your legs will do all the work. Pharmacists here in Ontario can prescribe medications for things like acne, canker sores, diaper rash, yeast infections, things like that. You don't have to go to the doctor anymore. If you have a pharmacist, you can go right to your pharmacist. They can prescribe simple medications for those things. Cold sores and even parasitic worms. Parasitic worms. So they got you covered after that Thanksgiving potluck. After that potluck. (laughs) (laughs) And if you make out with your cousin... The one thing they can't prescribe in the Ontario Pharmacists Association, they're saying we still can't prescribe birth control, either a prescription or emergency contraceptives. And we need to be able to do this. It's a service a lot of people are asking for. They're tired of having to wait to see their doctor to get a prescription. We can prescribe these things. Right. And I think birth control is maybe the most important medication. I mean, I wouldn't have this acne if I wasn't born. Last week, we talked about Dorothy Hoffner. She's 104-year-old, and she decided to go tandem skydiving. And the skydiving place said, I think you're the oldest skydiver ever because the one on record is Ruth out of Sweden, 103-year-old. So they submitted Dorothy's skydiving to the Guinness Book of World Records, and it turns out Dorothy is dead now. Yeah, just days after doing this, she she dies in her sleep. We don't know if she's the record holder, but what we do know is she's not breathing anymore. She didn't get to live to know that she was the record holder, but I think she kind of knew she was. And she said, you know what? I didn't do it to break a record. She actually said, I did it because I enjoyed it. There you go. Yeah. Good for, we can all learn a lesson from Dorothy. Yeah. She's skydiving with the Lord now. Now she's skydiving with the Lord. Ah. Yeah, the Lord doesn't even need a parachute, probably. No. The robe does all the work. I guess so, right? <laughs> she's in heaven doing Jagger shots with Betty White. Oh, yes. Th- think she's hitting on Bob Barker right now? Who? Probably. Rest in peace, Dorothy. We've had animal contests here. Remember we had the sexiest cow contest? Strong County sexiest horse. Oh, it was awesome. It's nothing compared to Fat Bear Week, though. This is a huge thing they do, and they've crowned a winner. Grazer is the name of the bear that won this year. Grazer. The fattest bear. Uh, Runner-up was Chunk. We can say fat bear. We can use the word fat. That's okay with bears. I guess so. You can't call people fat anymore. No, I I thought we weren't supposed to use that word. When I was younger, people would just say they're big-boned. It's not even true. Like, bones are the same size relatively. And if it's true, you have a condition and you need surgery now. It just kind of, yeah, it just kind of sounded dumb. And, like, I think now the term we use, for, especially for men, dad bod. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, you look great. Oh, nice dad bod. Yeah. You really, can't, they're saying you gained weight. You can't tell a dude he's fat. It's like, great dad bod. Nice dad bod. I'm going to buy you some special T-shirts <laughs> to cover that 
gut, that stinking, <laughs> greasy gut of yours, which isn't fat. It's no. a dad bod. It's a dad bod. You have the special dad bod shirts, don't you? My wife bought me dad bod shirts, <laughs> and I didn't know whether to be insulted. She, she got me these shirts for Christmas, and she says, yeah, they're they're fitted to form dad bods, so you look skinny in the belly area. Yeah. I'm like, oh, thanks? Yeah. I, they do work, though. I look great in those dad bod shirts. You should put that on your tombstone. It's been five years already since weed has been legal yeah, in Canada. Just about. I remember that first morning, October 17th, 2018, when it got legalized. I remember that because that's the day Domino's Pizza opened. Conveniently. People were saying, oh, the world's going to go to hell. Canada, oh, it just won't be the same. There's going to be druggies in the street. Oh, the kids will be walking down the street smoking weed 24-7. Eating Doritos. Turns out, according to Statistics Canada... Things have pretty much remained the same, but it's only gone up in general from 22% to 27%. And amongst young people, only 1% up from 36% in 2018 to 37%. Of people who use it, yeah. young people who use it. Pretty much the same, only the government gives it to you now, I guess. It's, it's pretty cool, too, <laughs> because they can give you a kind of a precise measure of how strong the pot you're getting is. So it's an it's an easy way if you want to start experimenting, you can start low. The people at the cannabis dispensaries, they're very helpful people. And it's better than dipping into your child's stash and yeah. trying that with not knowing how strong it is. The old strong stuff. Our own our own Matt Hussey has done that. Done your, this the hard way. Your son made cannabis coconut oil. Yeah. I figured you know, I could cook with it. And uh, how did that turn out for you? It was terrible. It was way too strong. <laughs> I used way too much. And I haven't had weed since. It was such a bad experience. I don't know if you want me saying this part of the story, but I'm going to say it. <laughs> you said you were worried you would stop breathing. Yeah. <laughs> I was laying there. Oh, it was terrible. First you time, were so high. First time I was so high, I was convinced that my brain would forget how to breathe. <laughs> I was that and you out. asked your wife to lay next like, to you in the bed to, to yeah. ensure you kept breathing. Can you hold my hand to make sure I keep breathing, honey? Oh, it's terrible. Oh, good Lord. Never again. But may, may, maybe this government stuff's better. It's controlled anyways. You can get strong stuff <laughs> and you can get not strong stuff. Either way, consume responsibly. It's recycling day on my street and I always make sure that lid's on good. You don't want your recycling to get out because sometimes an animal can... You know, put their head in a can of beans or something, and and then it's stuck on there. You see videos all the time, raccoons, skunks getting their heads stuck in jars. People have to rescue these things. Kids sometimes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Adults other times. Anyways, it's not funny. It's sad. There was this dog down in Michigan. It had one of those big cheese ball containers on its head. It's running around for three days. They were trying to catch this doggo. Finally got it. Got it to a shelter. They removed the jug. And now they're looking for the owner. Some 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 owner just missing their dog. Would you recognize Uber if he had a cheese ball jug on his head? No, it makes me wonder if I should Photoshop a cheese ball container over his head just so I know what he would look like in that occasion. Photoshop? Well, I don't you want don't to use Photoshop. Just go to the store and buy a jug of cheese balls, eat the cheese balls. Put the jug on Uber's head. You're there to take it off. No, he'll be traumatized. I wouldn't do it for real, but maybe the, the owners didn't know what their dog looked like with a cheese ball container on their head. So this is Matt and Fatty warning you, if you have a dog and you're worried about your dog running away, make sure you have a photo of your dog 
with a cheese jug on its head and without. And if you're missing a chihuahua, just look inside the cheese ball container. Well, it's important to, to do things to promote mental health. And one thing that is arguably quite bad for your mental health is social media. That's what the royals are saying. Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, they were doing some kind of panel interview thing in New York City. And they said social media can harm the mental health of young people. Yeah, so basically they're saying you don't post dirt on your family on social media. You write a bestseller book or you sit down with Oprah to do that. That's right. Yeah, it's great for your family's mental health. Nova Scotia. They're bringing back face masks in some settings, healthcare settings. Oh, yeah. Same thing that British Columbia did a couple weeks ago. They said, hey, now that it's getting cold, COVID's going back around, we got to bring the face mask back because we can't trust any of you. Well, I got some kicking around still. Uh, I was thinking of putting one on going Thanksgiving shopping. I just thought, well, I don't want to get anything. But then you were worried about people judging you. But then I thought, it's flipped now. Now if you put a mask on, people think you're sick. What does that guy have? Herpes. He's got herpes, and he's going to get it all over us. And I might just be covering that growth on my face. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Don't judge me. I like the mask. They covered my big honker of a nose. Oh, yeah. We make fun of my nose every once in a while. The mask barely fits. But it also accentuated my sad, dark eyes. True again, yeah. It's, it's weird. It's like covering your worst feature, but somehow becoming uglier. Matt Hussey not on TikTok because he's a million years old. But the U.S. state of Utah, they're suing TikTok for, and I quote, baiting children into addictive and unhealthy social media habits. Oh, yeah. They just sit there all day and scroll, scroll, scroll. Is scroll, that what you call scroll. it? Scrolling? The fact that you have to ask that shows how old you are. Well, I thought maybe it was spinning. You spun your way through. Spinning? Scrolling is the correct term. Oh, that's grandpa kid, needs his brain medication. That's what the kids say. The state of Utah suing TikTok, and I think this is nonsense, and I just posted a TikTok about it just now. You can find me under the username FattySaddy42070. FattySaddy42069 was taken. Yeah, but why do we think we were so much healthier as kids? We, we literally ate Twinkies for lunch. In Swiss rolls. Yeah. Effie Medill had a smoking pit, right? Yeah, we had a smoking section at a school. Yeah. Did they still have that? That's right, kids. We had actual cocaine in our Coke. <laughs> we that was in a, the 1920s, we, bro. We You're were going a, too far back. How were we any healthier? <laughs> Women couldn't vote when I was young. That was the 30s, Matthew. Chill out a minute. You ever look at rent prices in town? You ever get curious? Get on the marketplace? It's insane. The rent prices are higher than my mortgage. I don't know what I'm going to do when I retire. Maybe you can do what this couple does. See that segue I did? I say, yeah. There, there's a couple in Australia. They were looking in they, to retiring. They retired and looking into seniors' homes and retirement homes. And they realized it's going to be cheaper to just live on a cruise ship. And they say there's a lot of benefits to living on a cruise ship. Yeah, they booked 51 back-to-back cruises. Don't have to pay rent or mortgage because they sold their house. They get all their food for free. They get laundry done every day. Their room cleaned. They get entertainment. And they get to travel the world. Sounds like a deal. You really want cruise ship entertainment every single day? Yeah, do you really want, like, Gary, the piano guy, every single time you go to brunch? Maybe not. Doing piano man every single time? You'd get sick of the repertoire. Dude, and I don't know if you've ever been on a cruise ship. My parents have been on a bunch. The bedrooms are just so small, too. You're not getting much personal space. And, I mean, living in that cramped space with all those seniors on the water, it'd be like living in Menacet, but with... Slightly less vomiting. 
much when you go to Christmas dinner? Do you bring a bottle of wine? Uh, not usually. All <laughs> right. Well, then let's not tell this story. If someone else <laughs> brings it, I'll drink it, but nah. Yeah. Somebody <laughs> brings liquor, Matt will drink it. <laughs> This billionaire over in Taiwan, his name's Pierre Chen. He's got 25,000 bottles of wine, and it's wine that billionaires buy. And he wants to sell a lot of it to a commoner, a peasant like you. Well, he says he doesn't have enough time in his lifetime to even drink it all. And some of these bottles could go for $190,000. That's an expensive bottle of wine. Oh, gosh. You wouldn't want to, like, chug that, would you? I would totally You'd chug You'd want to be like, take a sip. Oh, there's... $5,000. Ooh, that sip was like 50000 Why are you slurping wine like that? Because it's uh, valuable wine. You right. can't just chug that stuff down. You can if you're a billionaire Pierre Chen from Taiwan. Mm -hmm. I'm just saying, like, you spend whatever you want on a bottle of wine, even if you bought the most expensive one. Still not going to impress your mother-in-law this Christmas, who, by the way, says that outfit is whorish. Did you meet Trish online? Tinder, buddy. Oh, Tinder. We both swiped right. <laughs> oh, that's sweet. Why'd you say it like that? <laughs> There's something in society where people feel like if you meet online, it doesn't mean as much as if you actually meet someone in person somewhere. Who said that? According to this new study. So there's this new study out of Arizona State University, and they found that married couples who met online are less satisfied with their marriages than people who met somewhere else. Like, I met my wife at church, for example. Okay. <laughs> Part of the reason is the societal marginalization. For some reason, there's this perception that it's not as meaningful, and then they don't have as much support from family and friends, and then, therefore, they're less satisfied in their marriage. That's their theory. Is this coming from Grandma? Because remember, Grandma used to always tell us the story about, like, oh, well, the way I met your grandfather, he would come to my work every day and harass me. It's like, Grandma... <laughs> you were sexually harassed for years before, like, the law wasn't on your side and you had to give this guy a date, and then you married him. Yeah, they say, I, I finally said yes, just so he'd go away. It's like, ugh. <laughs> Society I, failed you. Tinder, help me. <laughs> I used to walk down to Betty's house every day, and I'd throw a rock at her window until she came out and said yes. You shouldn't have married him. You should have got a restraining order. <laughs> Somehow that was more romantic, I guess. For some reason, that's more real than me swiping right on Trish the Dish. I disagree. <laughs> Back in the spring, it was all the news. Somebody stole $20 million in gold bars from the Toronto airport. Gold bars, you say? It's like Ocean's Eleven. It's like real deal movie stuff. Yeah, I know. And it, apparently it was pretty easy. To get this gold. Let's not call it easy. Well, there was... <laughs> I explained this to you off mic and you didn't understand at all. So I'm going to try again. So here's what happened. This, these gold bars were on an Air Canada flight. And we've learned this from a court case that's going on this week with Brinks, the security company. Gold bars were on an Air Canada flight and they came off the flight. Now, when precious cargo comes off a flight, somebody special has to pick it up. And that special person will have a special federal document called a way bill. What's on that bill is exactly what's going to happen with the gold bars. Who's going to take it, where it's going to go. So someone faked one of those documents, walked in and said, I'm the person with the document, give me the gold. And the Air Canada person said, yeah, this looks legit. Here's $20 million in gold bars. Bye. Bye, thanks. Thanks for the gold. And then the person disappeared into the night. <laughs> what do you do with all that gold? You sell it for money.
money. Yeah, what do you think you'd do with it? It'd be kind of obvious. You show up at the gold dealer and say, I got $20 million worth of gold. You don't do it in, all at once. You got to do it piecemeal. You do it like one bar at a time over several months along the way, and you collect the money over a couple years. I got lots of gold, and it was never on a plane, this ha- gold. Have you never laundered gold bars before, Matthew? Not yet. This is laundering gold bars 101, but it's also a good reason why you need to learn Photoshop, because I'm guessing Photoshop was used in this process. Create a fake document like that, so everybody learn Photoshop. You can maybe get rich, and then you can Photoshop your in-law writing uh rhino naked yeah and it'll really upset them but everybody else will laugh if you're wondering whether you should post something to social media that's going to upset people just err on the side of caution don't do it this is what mustafa ezo should have done he was a pilot with air canada until recently as you know there's a lot going on in the middle east right now palestine and israel and i guess mo is i'm going to call him mo instead of mustafa Mo is pro-Palestine, which whatever. Not going to comment on that. But he posted something to social media. He was at a pro-Palestine rally in Montreal wearing the Palestinian colors and also wearing his Air Canada pilot uniform. Oh, no. So Air Canada got a hold of the tweet and they said, we can't be having that. You're fired, buddy. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. It's just like, why even bother posting on social media? What do you get out of it? Just going to upset some people, right? Yeah. Also, you could lose your job. And you could also get in a comment battle with your Aunt Linda. I know, that's the worst. Who commented 40 seconds after the post was there. It's like she's right there. Like, Linda, do you live on Facebook? Get a life. Luke Bryan was playing a show in Orlando last week, and his fly was down. He was wearing some jeans. I must say, that they don't fit him all that well, so there was probably some pressure there, and the, the fly was down. He's eating on the road, dude. He's working. Yeah, yeah. You know, you don't, you're not, not cooking healthy food when you're on the road. You're eating on the road, bro. I'm not judging them. I just have a pair of pants like that that don't really fit, but I squeeze them on and then the zipper comes loose. Yeah. The button takes out somebody's eye. Yeah. And so finally a fan said, hey, your fly's down. Did they say, hey, your fly, or hey, they, they pointed it at There's a group of people <laughs> yelling, so I have to yell louder. Your fly is down. And he had a good sense of humor. He just said, why did none of you a-holes tell me? Fair enough. There's etiquette. Yeah. If somebody has something in their teeth, I'll tell them. Flies down, I'll tell them. Bad breath, I keep my mouth shut. Yeah. Remember when our boss had a piece of pizza on his eyebrow? A piece of the sausage from the pizza? Yeah. Was sitting there, and we just let him talk away with that piece of sausage on it. It was a two-hour meeting. It was hilarious. And yeah, I think it was a piece of bacon. We should have said something, right? <laughs> nope. It was hilarious. <laughs> I'll never forget it. And you know what? I'm talking to that boss today, so I'm going to bring that up. He'll be like, Ian, remember you had pizza on your face for two hours? And then he'll just cry. Yeah, if they accuse us of something, we'll just bring up the sausage on the eyebrow. I may have stolen money from Petty Cat but at least I didn't have pizza on my face. I kind of feel bad for this bus driver down in New York. Kids were getting on the bus, and there's a drink holder, and sitting in the drink holder is a White Claw. If you don't know, White Claws have alcohol in them. Yes. Delicious, beautiful alcohol. And so someone reported, like, our bus driver's drinking White Claws while driving the bus. And apparently she didn't know that White Claws were alcoholic. So she got fired, of course, for this. She says, I went to the fridge. I have a roommate. And I just grabbed a drink. 
She didn't know there was alcohol in it. And she couldn't taste it either because she's been going through chemotherapy and she lost oh, her... Oh, damn, dude. Yeah, and the then, story got complicated. Yeah, and then she lost her job of 15 years, but evidently the police believed her and, and I believe her too. Like, she, she felt so <laughs> terrible about the whole thing. Oh, that's a rough one. Yeah. Uh, we have this uh, Lebanese dish called kibbe. It uh, doesn't matter, but it's made with raw meat. Kibbe. Raw, raw red meat. Sounds like dog food. It kind of <laughs> looks like dog food, but it tastes like human food. But it's delicious, but raw meat. And yeah. it's a staple in Lebanese households. And growing up, we ate this thing for years. And when my brother found out it was raw meat at like 11, 12 years old, he was furious. This is raw. I've been eating raw meat and he stopped eating it. I had a similar thing. My father-in-law used to eat horse meat. Ugh. That would just be the meat on the sandwiches when I went over there. <gasps> and would he feed these to you? Yeah, we'd have horse meat all the time. I guess the, the Dutch love horse meat. <laughs> Dutch family. <laughs> <laughs> and he trains horses. That was his job. So I would have never made that connection because he loves horses. But he also loves eating them, I guess. Yeah, he loves horses in a lot of ways. There's a political party in Austria. Started as a joke. The beer party. And now they're polling at 12%. <laughs> That's like almost as much as the NDP in this country. Exactly. And the, <laughs> their whole basis of the party is beer. They got some great promises like bars staying open 24-7. They want to install a beer fountain in the capital city. Okay. You can just go there with your cup and get some beer. So if you're visiting downtown Vienna, just go to the beer fountain? And they want to do away with crappy beers. So there's a 50% tax they want to impose on Rattlers. Hey, I like Rattlers. <laughs> and if you bring your Rattler back to the alcohol place, they'll replace it for real beer. That's another thing they'll promise to do. Aren't Rattlers real beer? Why are we... Oh, see... It's grapefruit. You had me in the first half. <laughs> then you're like, and then if you drink IPAs, we're going to hang <laughs> you in the town square. Oh, you'll like this, though. Every adult will get 50 liters of alcohol a month, like a keg. And even 20 liters to children, they're offering. Okay, you got me back. So I've got, if you got like three kids, that's an extra 60 liters. Wow. What, what if I have kids, but I don't pay child support? Do I still get the beer for the kids? I don't know. You'll have to ask the beer party. I'll have to ask my local MPP for the beer party. The power of beer. Well, we saw this in Ontario. Bucket beer. Bucket beer. Doug P Ford, he's like, we're going to lower the price of beer. Oh, uh, let's do... Buck a beer. What word starts with B? Buck a beer. And he won twice. Me and Matt make a point of trying not to be too fear-mongery on this show. We try to keep it light. You're going to a work where your your boss hates you and you work your fingers to the bone. We try to have a good time here, but you know what? There's a threat to our country. There's a threat, and it's coming for you, and it's coming for your family. Say it with me, Matt. Bears. Bears. Over in Rossland, British Columbia, Bear broke into somebody's vehicle, tore it apart. Oh, yeah. Bear couldn't get out of the vehicle. They're, they're pretty handy. They can get into vehicles. If your vehicle's unlocked, they'll get inside. This vehicle got inside a vehicle, or this bear got inside a vehicle, tore it up, and then as uh, police came, they smashed a window to help the bear get out, but the bear decided, hey, before I leave this vehicle, I'm going to drop a fat deuce in the back seat. Oh, crapped in the back seat even. So not, e not only is this person's vehicle just ripped apart, destroyed by this bear, big fat bear dookie. 
in the back. <laughs> Apparently, they left their garbage out, which drew the bear in the first place. Yeah. So it's kind of their own fault. Yeah, so you got to make sure all your garbage is well sealed or kept inside until garbage day. And if anybody asks if a bear craps in the woods, the answer is only if your Prius is unlocked. This guy, Pierre Richet out of Montreal, he won the $50 million Lotto Max jackpot from earlier this year. And he won it because he was getting ready for Thanksgiving dinner and he needed some pie crust. Oh, yeah, one of those like, oh, we forgot the pie crust. Better go back for it. So him and his daughter go to the grocery store. He tells her, hey, you go get the pie crust. I'm going to buy some lotto tickets, $50 million, because he needed something for dinner. Wow. kind of nice, right? So if you were upset your Thanksgiving dinner wasn't great this year, just remember, you're also broke. Love hearing about new medical breakthroughs. Mm-hmm. There's one out of Sweden right now. Scientists have created a bionic hand for a woman. Lost, yeah. lost her arm a bunch of years ago. Special thing about this bionic hand is that it's connected to her nervous system and she can feel things with her prosthetic hand. So it's not just a placeholder arm. She can feel with the new arm. That's incredible. That's a step forward. That's like some Star Wars kind of stuff. Literally Luke Skywalker, his replacement hand, he could feel stuff. Yeah. It was pretty awesome. Now, this sounds great until the person with the bionic hand beats you at Mario Kart. Yeah. And then you go on social media and you make a post criticizing people with false limbs. And then your job fires you for being ableist again. I'm going to start this by saying an apology to reptile enthusiasts. Uh, We're about to talk about salamanders. And salamanders, I've learned, are not lizards. They're amphibians, which is different. I knew this. I had to point it out to you. Just because something's the same shape as something else doesn't mean it is that thing. Yeah, it's it's lizard racism. It looks like a lizard, but it's not at all. This has very little in common with a lizard. I wasn't being lizard woke. So my apologies to you lizard fans out there. You weirdos. So over in Richmond Hill, it's near Toronto, they're closing down one of their side roads because there's a migration that happens. There's this conservation area, road goes through it, and these Jefferson salamanders migrate across the street, and they do it at night when it rains. So they're shutting down the road only when it rains so that these endangered salamanders can cross the road without being hit by cars. Oh, well, that's nice. Do you think the boss is going to believe me, though? Uh, why are you late for work? Well, the salamanders had to cross the road and the road was closed, boss. I had to go around, so I'm an hour late. Why are you talking like that? You're impersonating yourself. Just a bad impression of someone lying. Now, we've probably all seen a normal salamander out in the woods here in Huron County. Yeah, we used to always make their tails fall off. That's Which terrible. cruel, actually. Yeah, tor- but they're darker in color, the ones you see but here in Huron County. They the- do grow a new tail. Sure. But but it's probably a lot of work. After a lot of trauma and therapy, they grow a new tail. Uh, The Jefferson salamanders, like the ones you see in Huron County, but it's lighter in color and way less tasty. The Country 104.9 Mornings with Matt and Fatty podcast.